Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kava J Screening Room. I'm your host, Kava Jalinas, and this is a podcast about cinema, the industry, and the future. Kind of a sad future, honestly, because we're going to be talking about Ant-Man for the first 15 minutes of this podcast. But then we're switching gears. By we, I mean myself, of course, and I'm joined by Kayvon Jalinas, who is returning after a, what, six-month hiatus? What's up? Welcome back. How does it feel to be back in, back on air? It feels like I never left. Okay. Well, you did. And I think kind of everything that we didn't talk about, we're going to basically cover today. Because we are going to do a Best Picture Power Rankings before we submit our official predictions into the universe in the next episode. We kind of just wanted to highlight where we stand personally on the Best Picture Rankings. I've seen all 10. Kayvon's seen nine of them. Um, but he will be watching the 10th with much reluctance because it's quite a long movie. Is that is that the reason you're not watching it? Well, it's just like that's a long time to listen to someone talk in German. <laughs> uh, always, always with the good movie takes, I guess. So let's start with Ant-Man, which is um, obviously I think the 31st movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first movie of phase, is it five now? I think it's five. I think it is. Um, this is basically, it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which is a real movie, and is the third movie in the Ant-Man series and stars Ant-Man, who um, basically travels with his daughter, with his girlfriend, I think, Hope, the Wasp. I'm like Are you looking, asking yeah, me? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think they're involved romantically. You wouldn't know from this movie, because she's not really in it. Um, and then obviously Hank Pym and Michelle Pfeiffer's character who plays Hank Pym's wife. Um, she's more than that. Yeah. Well, she's as the movie goes on mom. to explain. Oh, no, she's not. Well, she's Hope's mom. Basically, it's like a ragtag team. Also, Hope's grandma somehow. Not Hope. The daughter's, what's the daughter? Cassie. There's no way. That's not possible. Well, she called someone grandma or grandpa. There's a lot of family things that are confusing about this film. Maybe it's like a found family situation. Um, Anyway, they basically have to, or I guess they don't have to. They get sucked into the quantum realm, which has had, um, God, explaining this movie, it's even dumber than the actual movie, but they get sucked into this realm that is smaller than the atom where they travel through universes. And this is all meant to be the introduction of Kang the Conqueror, who is the Thanos of the next phase, um, for lack of a better word, of Marvel storytelling. It's, you know, it's not too long. It's two hours and five minutes. I did, exactly. Um, Kayvon, what did you what did you think of this movie? Even though we have not explained it very well, but there's not that much going on. Trust, trust us. It's like the exact opposite of what's true. There's too much going on, and it doesn't make any sense. But none of it matters That's in the end. That's where I was getting to. Oh, sorry. What was the question? <laughs> what were your thoughts on the movie? I hated it. <laughs> I thought it was a very strong contender for the worst Marvel movie. I agree with this. Uh, I thought it was pointless. I feel like if you're teasing up like a a big villain, having Ant Man fight them is like the worst introduction of all time. <laughs> I don't even have to explain that anymore. Um, yeah, the the plot is boring. They don't like folk. They don't pick a specific part of the quantum realm to like hone in on. Yeah, which is annoying because it's like it has a different vibe in every movie. How is that possible? It's also like I really liked the vibe in the first movie as like this like subterranean, everything breaks down element, and then this is like basically. A Star Wars prequel. That was like the first thing I thought of when I saw the CGI. I was like, this feels like it's basically like Marvel trying to do the whole Star Wars shtick. And it's not it's not really working because none of these characters are interesting. The CGI, it, it hasn't even been addressed yet. It looks bad. What are you like, talking about? It looks incredible. <laughs> Sarcasm. Modoc. Oh my God. Yeah. So for context, this is like a slight spoiler, I guess. There is a character who looks like... The villain from Sharkboy and Lava Girl, whose name I don't remember. Mr. Electric something. Yeah, Mr. Electric, we'll just say. I think um, that's it. Played by George Lopez now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So basically, this character in a what I imagine is at least in a hundred and fifty million dollar movie looks exactly like that. And I would argue that no, he looks worse. Yeah. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. Um, this is the thing: is that it's really, really, it's all CGI. Like the first five minutes are not, and the last like two minutes are not. Everything else is these characters in front of a green screen that looks disgusting. It's like purple and orange, which is just not good color. The color palette was really weird. It was like a nightmare. It like kind of looked cool when they introduced where Michelle Pfeiffer's character had been living for all that time, like where all those different like pathways converged. Mm. But then it's like, what's going on here? It's it's really a what is going on here situation. Before we pivot to best picture, which I think will be a much more fruitful discussion about film. Um, what did you think of so the- pretentious? Huh? What <laughs> do you think that this is like? Kino, a much more fruitful conversation about film. Do you not think it is? Get a grip. <laughs> Worst movie of the MCU, but he still defends it. Um, I don't defend it. There's except Modoc. Also, I just first of all, Cassie looks nothing like she did when she was a kid or in any of the other movies. Well, there was the whole Did you not hear about this? No. Where like the actress from Avengers Endgame who plays Cassie was not like hired with being in this movie. They didn't even tell her until she found out on Twitter. That's like the best thing that's ever happened to her acting career. <laughs> Stop. Um I thought Catherine Newton was like so annoying. Yeah, like she's not fine in this. I like her as an actress and I think she's good and like do, did you ever see Freaky? The yeah. Freaky Friday slasher not movie? Like that. You're just not on board with Christopher Landon's movies. Are you not Vince, a happy death day guy Vince either? Vince Vaughn is too tall. I know, it's crazy. You always think, like, I know he's tall, and then every time I see him, I'm just it's like, just wow. It's like a jump scare. Yeah, it's <laughs> um, God, what were we... Oh, so before we pivot to our discussion that I guess I'm not allowed to say, even though you've done nothing but rail this movie from start to finish. I wasn't defending the movie. I was launching an attack on you personally. Okay. Always fun. Always fun to be back in person doing these things. What did you think of Kang? What do you think of his introduction? Um, what do you think of Jonathan Major's performance, who's having love one him. hell of a year? I love him. He should be in everything. I agree. I don't like seeing him as a bad guy so much, though. I miss Last Black Man in San Francisco. Yeah. Jonathan Major. I think he's just really been the part of everything he's been in lately. Um, he's just a great actor. I think it's... Yeah, you haven't seen Creed 3. I, I have seen Creed 3. I have a review coming out actually later tonight. Um, and again, like in that, I really do highlight how good Jonathan Majors is because he know, like he has the versatility. We I talked a little bit, I think, about That's, Magazine this Dreams. This is what I'm saying. How are you having Paul Rudd, who's like a 50-year-old little man, fight Jonathan Majors? Yeah. Like he's built like a tank. He would destroy him. Yeah, I don't know, Kayvon. Like... Doesn't make any sense. This is, I'm on Team Kang. <laughs> it's also odd because like everything is kind of clouded in this movie. I didn't feel like we have a clear idea of what he still wants to do, because he the thing to take over everything and destroy everything. But he has so much power, and they just like gas all of that up until the end of the movie. That's why I didn't think he actually died. I thought he was gonna. Spoiler. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm, well, I'm gonna mark this as spoilers now. Um, basically, sorry if we just spoiled Ant-Man, but it'll say spoilers in the description. Also, I'm doing you a favor. You don't have to watch it. That's true. (laughs) Let's just jump into the end then. Um, yeah, I thought he was going to jump through the portal and get back to Earth and then cause, like, chaos, which I thought would be interesting. The way this ends is basically, like, it does have a, like, I thought what was the most effective sequence, which is the final sequence of Paul Rudd walking with a Baskin-Robbins cake. Um... It's been and a bad two weeks in a row for voiceover narration. What other? Magic thing? Mike, Last Dance, you will not be forgiven for that move. Magic Mike's narration made no sense, though. Like I didn't even realize it was the daughter until the end. Which is like, how? Who's this child talking? <laughs> why is she talking? Even when you realize it's the daughter, it's like, why? still, why is she talking? Um, we're not going to talk about Magic Steven Mike's Soderberg. Last Dance. No, stop. Because You know what I will say. Um... I think we were both a little disappointed in it. 
I, I, I don't, I didn't mind it. I don't think you liked it at all. Um, it is not Magic Mike XXL, which is a film we haven't discussed on this podcast, but probably one we should. Um, just watch that instead of Ant-Man now that we spoiled it for you. But yeah, I, I just think that like, this is such a weird introduction. It's going to be, it feels like a character like this, who there's so many different versions of, which is teased in the credits, basically. Like, it just seems like it's going to get sloppy as they try to figure everything out. Um, especially because isn't the Avengers movie supposed to come out in like two years from now? I don't know. They're pushing stuff back. Ugh. Like, I don't want to see another Captain Marvel movie. Well, you're going to in November. I know. And it's we're like probably going to discuss it on this podcast. It's like all the annoying people are left. I, I'm just here for Blade, honestly. Which apparently has been like a mess shooting it. Like, no one's satisfied. Mahershala is not satisfied with anything. Well, if Mahershala is not satisfied, I'm not satisfied. I, yeah, I'm honestly worried. Um, so, that's Ant-Man. I don't, I don't think you're missing out if you have not seen it. If you have, feel free to let us know have what you think. people even seen it? I don't even know. I, I haven't heard anybody talking about it. I've just seen, like, hundreds of pictures of Modoc. Yeah, it doesn't... It hasn't really carried a conversation, I think. It did make, I think, $105 million I in three days. That. Doing what? If Magic Mike 3 had been like Magic Mike XXL, it could have cleared 105 million. Um, yeah, like half of that would have been from me. <laughs> just buying tickets to screenings you won't even go to, just to support. Um, God, what was I going to say? No, Magic Mike has me distracted. That's what he's here for. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Lane, what have you done? Yeah, so I made 105 million. I. I can't imagine this will have strong legs. It's also crazy because like a movie like this is probably going to drop 70% this in this upcoming weekend, whereas Avatar and Puss in Boots are both dropping like less than 10% every week now. Um, it's crazy. I've even seen people liking this movie and it's like the Marvel heads need to just go back into their holes. <laughs> you heard it here first. Because there's like actually nothing redeemable about this. It's getting to the point where it's like, why Why is any of this happening anymore? Why are they putting out movies? They should just... It's beating a dead horse. I told you this, though. I honestly think ending with Endgame would no, have been I such a good... I told you this. When did you say this? Before you told me. Okay. I told you recently. I told you before that. Okay. Well, we both agreed that Endgame should have been the end because it's such a like good note to go out on and the rest of this just feels like i've seen they're writing another spider-man movie i saw that as well it's like why are we giving him a fourth but it's it's honestly tiring at this point where it's like it's another thing you have to tune into and right, obviously you don't have forgot to. about him including me they should have just left it at that what spider-man yeah no i meant like marvel in general is getting tiring to keep up with but you know where there's money to be made they'll harvest i guess all right let's talk about best picture um <laughs> What, they'll harvest the money. I don't want to, they'll harvest cinema for money. Um, <laughs> let's jump right in here. So, Oscars are coming up. How are we feeling? Have you been keeping up with the race at all? It's, is there much to keep up with? Well, we did talk about the Ariana DeBose thing, uh, you and I, which is a fascinating video. It's her opening performance at the BAFTAs, which is a wrap. That opened it? Yeah. It's the BAFTAs. I don't think anything could have gotten better or worse from there. Like, I think that sets the tone pretty well for what that event would have won. And Great. the movie that won at the BAFTAs is the one best picture film you haven't seen that you teased before because you don't want to hear German for two and a half hours. Um, it is All Quiet on the Western Front, which I think we're going to probably sideline for the purposes of this conversation. Hopefully by the next episode, you'll have seen it. I did see this movie a couple months back. I liked it. I I was a bit surprised that it had the late game redemption and got into the top 10. I wouldn't say it's anywhere near my favorite movies on this list. So I don't think talking about it is going to, or not talking about it is going to really change things. Let's talk about the other nine because this is a goofy ass list. It is crazy. I haven't looked at it like laid out like this before. I know. Basically we're staring at a list of all the posters and there's kind of a lot to unpack here. So, do you want to read them off? All of them? Yeah, what are the... I there's decline. only nine. Okay. The Best Picture nominations are Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, 
Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. First impressions from this list. It's like if you're going to throw in one movie directed by a woman, why is it that one? That's not the take I was expecting you to have from this list. Well, you said it last, so it was fresh on my mind. Okay. Any other thoughts on this list? Uh, It's a shit show, honestly. Like, what is going on here? I think it's half great and just half not is, like, my takeaway from this. Let me hear your half grades. I think Everything Everywhere, Fableman's, Tar, Top Gun. I honestly would probably have Avatar and Banshees in there all great. I think everything else I was not, like, crazy about, bordering to not a fan of, which we'll talk about those movies in a sec. Um, do you not agree with this? Because I feel like we had similar thoughts on most of these movies. No, I do. Okay. So, like, it could be worse. The Academy's definitely done worse in the past. Um, have they? Yeah. This is pretty bad. What what are you, what is missing? I don't know. Don't put me under that pressure. This is the thing is I don't I feel like there's not a clear film that everyone is angry about missing from this list. I'm more mad about the things that are included. Please. Well, like Elvis, that movie was terrible. Yeah, but it's a music biopic. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was nominated and that's much worse than Elvis in my opinion. I never saw it and I never will. Also, what's the deal with making all these biopics like two and a half hours long? I was disinterested in Elvis within the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And it sucks because we're both Baz heads too. Because like we're, we'll die on the Great Gatsby Hill. Yeah, I was going to say that's like the only Baz Luhrmann movie that I feel any sort of... The Get Down? Yeah, but I told you The Get Down season two is kind of boring. Okay, but kind of boring is still good. That's if it's true. really boring, then we have a well, problem. Well, can you think about how shitty this movie would be if it didn't have, like, Baz's style to it? I know. That's the only redeeming factor. But then it's like... But it's like, why would you're I You're an hour in, and you're like, all right. Why are you that zoomed in on Tom Hanks? Like, back it up a little <laughs> bit, Baz. I've actually never heard your opinion on the Tom Hanks performance in this movie. Yeah, he was a real creepo. <laughs> um, there I you have know, it. I felt kind of fitting. I think Tom Hanks kind of... Fr- like makes me feel weird. Interesting. Do you want to elaborate on this? Not really. Okay. He looks like butter. <laughs> Stop. Um. Okay. Well, this is not where I was expecting this conversation to go. But I, I, I mean, I stand by this. I think it's a fine list. I think that, you know, the Oscar nominations we both thought were kind of boring this year, but it's also because like it was everything that was expected, and I feel like this reflects that. Yeah, that might be it, honestly. Um, Except for woman talking, I was not expecting. I was not that. expecting woman talking. I was not expecting Triangle of Sadness. To I be wasn't either. either. Um, and like three weeks before these nominations came out, I would if you had told me all quiet on the Western. I wasn't front, expecting. I would be either. like, what are you talking about? Um, but but besides that, I think the rest of this is pretty predictable. I think it's interesting that both Avatar, The Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick are here. Um, both great, but both like giant sequels that have made a lot of money and is not usually the kind of movie that the Academy goes for. Um, specifically Top Gun, I think. Well, Top Gun one sucks. Yes. Top Gun two is so even if it, the plot is not. I mean, the plot is good, but just from like a technical standpoint. And it's so entertaining. I like Top Gun. I just wouldn't have expected Tom it. Tom Cruise, in May. you are a national treasure, baby. Yeah. Well, everyone at that luncheon thinks so. Did you see the photo of him and Steven Spielberg in like a giant hug? Steven Spielberg saying that is slightly less impressive than me saying it, but still impressive. <laughs> also, I've just like firmly been on the wave that Tom Cruise just like over and over again saves the state of cinema, especially action cinema. I mean, no one's doing it like him. Yeah, but him and Christopher McQuarrie need to be studied. That's like a scientific study. Those videos are such gems, too. When it's like him and the, McHugh on planes. will do anything. It's kind of cool. Like, it's very cool, honestly. It's like we need... Like, those videos are honestly like serotonin. Is the only word I can think of explaining them. Because it's like, why is he on a, why is he hanging off a plane right now? Like, and being Cruise, like, thanks for like, going to the movie theater. You're like five, six, you're over 50, <laughs> and you're free diving off of a dirt bike off of a cliff. You know, like you're the most powerful if man. If you in have Hollywood. drive to do it and you want to do it, why not? All right, let's get into this. This is sponsored by Scientology. <laughs> this is not sponsored by Scientology. He's kidding. This is sponsored by Christopher McQuarrie. 
Um, we love you. It's sponsored by our love for Christopher McQuarrie. So basically, as I said earlier, we are going to get into predictions, but that is for a future episode. Right now, I just wanted to kind of talk about the Best Picture nominees. because it'll be way more exciting than this one. Okay. I feel no, so not much on more air. passionate about the... The like the smaller categories. Interesting. Don't you? Like what category? I feel like they have more tea. That is true. The cinematography category this year has me walking around pissed off like on the daily. Well, for the predictions episode, are you gonna watch Bardo? Which is like, what is it? False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths for its full name. Was it? Is it the same cinematographer that? He used for uh, Revenant? I have no idea. I'm not an Indian retail guy. I did, I did not do my research. Well, he's a good cinematographer. He did the cat in the hat. I mean, it's visually, also it is nice. Narratively, it's a mess and not a, not a great movie. Um, well, I feel like his movies kind of look the same, which is why I'm asking. Because if so, I'm not going to watch it and I'll just generate what I think it would look like. His movies do, yeah. It looks, it looks like the other ones. So... Let's get into this. So basically, we are going to rank these, and we have to agree on the rankings, which I think for the most part will go pretty pretty well. Like I feel like we have a lot of similar thoughts on this. One and two is where I imagine there will be problems. I'm imagining that as well. Yeah. But, you know, it can always be a tie. We're not the Academy. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we kind of want to be a member, though. Like, if the Academy is listening and you want to make me a member, I think it would be fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also just, it seems, it seems fun to vote in things and go to events. So let me divide this into three and how do you want to organize this, which is basically our nine to seven. I imagine is going to end up being Elvis triangle of sadness and women talking. Absolutely. In no particular order for me. It's like a three way tie for, I don't give a fuck. Okay. What were your thoughts on Triangle of Sadness? Because uh, I think I've only talked about it for a little bit of time on this podcast. And I don't think I've talked about Elvis. And we definitely have not talked about Women Talking because that is a more recent film. So let's start with your, th- with your thoughts on Triangle of Sadness. I don't, I don't have any thoughts. I was like... Excellent podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of gripped at the beginning. Like, okay, part one, I think, is the best part by far. When the ship goes down, I'm just like, all of them should have died, and it should have just been Dolly on that island alone. True. Would have been a compelling... that's the only character I cared about. I mean, I think that's the point. I know that's the point, but I was so sick of everybody, like, half an hour in. He has a real knack for just, like, writing... Did he write the movie as well? Probably, yeah. Just, like, the most horrific people of all time. I feel like his knack is for, like, writing characters like, who are like embodiments out, of ideas. Not, like, outwardly horrific. They're just, like, this person sucks. Yeah. But I think that's the part of that is his character's never... This is, I'm not a big Ruben Ostlin fan. I was... I kind of went into this knowing that I probably wasn't going to like it, given that I didn't like Force Majeure. I did not like The Square. Um, I, I really I really Force didn't Majeure. like The uh, the Square at all. The Square um, was okay. And when this won Palm Door, I was like, uh-oh. This is not, this is not boding well. Um... Which is interesting given that the can lineup this year was, or I guess last year now, was a little odd. Which um, I think I've seen everything in the competition that was in the competition besides one movie. And it was definitely like an underwhelming competition slate compared to the other years. Um, anyway, I, again, I just, I was not picking up on what he was throwing down. I think he cares so much about like directly commenting on things that it feels like he just wants to show off and none of the ideas like hold any valor because they're all secondary to the fact that he can do crazy things and like disgust you and show you all these nasty things on screen. Um, for those who haven't seen Triangle of Sound, it's a really graphic movie, which is kind of another thing I found fascinating that this even got in there. It's like really not graphic in the ways you expect. <laughs> yeah, that, I guess that's true, but it is like striking. Like, do you think the 90-year-old average Academy voter was, like, struck by part two of this movie? I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, and I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say no. I'm honestly, you know what? I like, I, in retrospect, I think part one and part three are interesting. Good ending. 
good ending. Definitely a good finish. I. How yeah. How long was it? Like two hours and something. Yeah, I think it's like two hours ten minutes. Or yeah. Something. Well, it feels about double that. Slight spoiler ends on a Fred again song. It's just like not a spoiler at all. For EDM heads, it could be. They know exactly what happens <laughs> when a Fred again song plays. <laughs> Someone's running. We've lost. Dancing is playing. Um, I would honestly like be willing to put this above Elvis because I just I really don't like Elvis. I would too, but it's a real, real blow for blow boxing match for the bottom too. That's true, but like this. There was a time in this movie where I thought I was going to like it. And then part two began. And I was like... Because part one is really, like, not... It's more dialogue-heavy than I feel like... I guess his, all of his movies are dialogue-heavy. But it's not showy in the way that part two and in a smaller retrospect part three is. So I was like, okay, I, I like what we're doing. Um, and then the rest of it happened. So I'll give it that. And like Elvis, I knew, as you said, 10 minutes in, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a rough one. Um, and then like, bam, you think it's been two and a half hours? He's white. <laughs> Kayvon is referencing a scene from Elvis, a sequence, if you will, because it's like two minutes long. Featuring Oscar winner, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, he didn't win. Oscar nominee. Did Cody he not Smith win McPhee. last year? No, he lost to... Um, Troy Kotzer from Coda. Do you remember the Coda wave last year? Didn't see it. <laughs> Never will. It's on, it's a it's a cute movie though. Um. Anyway. Not supporting Apple. Okay. So you're not gonna watch Killers of the Flower Moon, the three hour and twenty minute Scorsese movie. I do support Martin Scorsese. Real. Okay. Do you have anything to say on women talking? I fell asleep. <laughs> And it I, wasn't like a nap. It was like a like a slumber. <laughs> Did you start snoring? I don't know. I was asleep. Okay, valid. Did you go with anyone? No, I wasn't. Were you woken up by someone else in the theater? I was woken up by the nothing happening in the movie. Okay. I think you like this movie less than I do. I thought... It, my problem with one set movies is I can't escape the fact that they feel like a play. And it's really hard to like differentiate it for me. Yeah. Um, it's a really heavy movie. I think there's... A lot of good performances in here that I don't think any of them one recognized. Um, I just, yeah, sometimes the play really movies feels always like they get just me. like threw it in so they would beat the like we hate women director allegations. And but they didn't even nominate a woman for best director. But like women directed movies for yeah, in general. What's well, fascinating because it's still like it feels like people have not seen this movie at all, as well. Um, and that's not to say it's a bad movie. I liked it. I thought I thought it was well done. Um, it's just, yeah, it was definitely interesting to see this on the ballot because I think there are a lot of other movies that people thought were really going to get in It's there like, what is it doing there? That, yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought The Woman King would take the 10th spot. Like, I, I think it was just because the combination of everything, it just seemed like that movie was primed for yeah, so much. Yeah, that wouldn't have surprised me either. I mean, and that movie got completely snubbed out. Gina Price Bythewood wrote like a scathing letter um, to the Academy or like an op-ed in the Hollywood Reporter that is super well written. And I think everyone should read it. Um, and I feel like not nominating the Woman King in anything, specifically Viola Davis, but also like costume design. Cor- uh, I guess there's not a choreography, but like sound design. There should be a choreography. There, yeah, there yeah. definitely should be a stunt situation. Ant-Man, you will not win. It's the Academy. They probably would put Ant-Man without, like, thinking twice. Um, I just, like, it feels really weird that this movie got shut out completely. Because it is a good movie. And it's crowd-pleasing and it made a lot of money. And it was it was a success. So What, Woman Talking? No, The Woman King. Oh. Um, which is, again, the movie that I think we were both expecting to be here. And it was not. I think those last three spots were up for grabs. Like, no one really knew what was going to happen there. And then All Quiet, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking ended up filling them up. Um, okay, where, where do you want to go from here? Because now it seems like these are all movies that we like. It's real tricky. Let me think. Let me look. I would honestly say Banshees of Inisher in here. Wait, are we counting All Quiet on the Western? From no, because oh. you haven't seen it. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I would too. What did you think of Banshees? 
Because that is a that is a movie that has not been discussed on this podcast at all. I would have loved closed captions. Real. Because they were not speaking English. The thing I remember most from Banshees was that as soon as it ended, the dude next to me was like, "Martin McDonald needs to stop writing his own movies." Or stop directing his own movies. He should be a writer, and Charlie Kaufman should direct all of his movies. That's a bad take. And that was the closest I've ever been to punching a stranger in a movie theater. Who said, like, they said this out loud to you? Out loud, not to me. They're, like, completely different. That's that, that makes no sense. Whoever that is, was this at Kips Bay? Yeah. <sighs> Disappointing. That's a Kips Bay resident. I'm very disappointed. Um... That is crazy. I I honestly think this is a pretty well directed movie too. Like I think it's staged pretty well. I like him. I like the whole cast. I think they're all perfect. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was entertaining. It's a feckin' weird plot, but I I liked that though. I do too. I thought like Three Billboards was reaching for a lot and it was trying to do a lot, and this movie scales it back quite a bit, and that I think that's why movie. it's successful. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a proud member of In Bruges Nation, even though I don't support Bruges. Such a weird sentence. Um, Colin Farrell's great in this. Do do you think he'll win, Best Actor? Oh, actually, no spoilers. Because I think Best Actor right now is kind Save of it for the next step. Kind of a mess. Um, but I don't know who the list is, so I'm not gonna say. Elvis, aka Austin Butler, is on there, and is a front runner right now. Yeah, he should be a front runner for the back. A front runner what? to the back runner. <laughs> do you like the Elvis voice? No. Am I the only one who thinks it's, like, great? Probably you and a bunch of idiots. Well, don't you think it's funny that he's just still doing it, though? No, I think it's concerning and he needs to talk to someone about it. <laughs> he said he's going to stop doing it. But I wonder if it's, like, oh, he wakes up one day and just, like, never talks in it again. Do you think it's in Dune? No, it's not. Someone confirmed. Who? I don't remember. I feel like it would be, like, a Jason Momoa situation. He is in this one, right? Did he die? Die. <laughs> That's sad. Jason, we love you. He should be in everything, too. He should be in more comedies. He's hilarious. We have an episode of like dedicated to people really who funny are people. underutilized in comedies. You know that one picture? Ryan Gosling, like, we love you. You are a comedic hero. Yeah, we just did. We just watched La La Land and came here. We were just talking about how funny um, Ryan Gosling is. He's definitely the funniest Ryan. Because Ryan Reynolds Ryan not Reynolds, funny. we hate you. <laughs> um... What was I going to say? That one photo of Jason Momoa running up to Henry Cavill. Have you seen this? Or it's, <laughs> like, that is peak humor. Um, and you know he was so excited to do that. You could just see it in his face as he's, he's like, like sneaking up. He's yeah. like a 6'6", 280-pound child. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I think Banshees is good here. So I do too, but I think, well, yeah, there is no but, actually. Okay. You want to put Avatar next? Yeah. We didn't... So, Cortland and I talked about Avatar, which is fascinating because we had, like, very different... Shout out to Cortland Kelly. We miss you on the pod. Um, we had very different takes on Avatar. You and I pretty much have the exact same take in that this movie bangs. Yeah, other than the white kid with the dreads. Spider. Whose name is Spider. Yeah. Rough character. Rough moments in the script... Um, there's a lot of the word bro used um, to the point where it's just like there's too you're using the word bro way too much. Like this is unbelievable. I never thought I would say this. Sigourney Weaver should have stayed dead. What? No. You didn't like Kiri? No. She was just like the weirdo who has powers. Power is being weird. Shout out to the Tolkun. We stand with the whales. I love whales. I know. Oh, that probably the most gripping scene in his in out of this list for sure. I I honestly was not expecting to tear up at like 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. You riding shotgun in a fighter in a fighter jet is less interesting than a CGI whale chase. Oh, you mean that scene? I I thought you meant the scene where um Loak first meets the Tolkun. That was because that scene had me like crying. Really? Yeah, I, I, so I had tears in my eyes. Triggered by how bad the CGI suddenly looked for that scene. No, th- this is the scene after that. Because I agree, the like fish chase oh. scene was not looking great. 
Or the one where they're swimming together. Yeah. Aww. It's just a banger. It is a good one. Um, Love the Whales. I do want to watch this movie again. I meant to see it. Again. I don't really. I feel like it needs another rewatch to see what's going on there. As I told K Bon, I recently like, very, like Lords of the Ring level expositionist, honestly. Yeah, but you kind of need it. It's also like if the world looks that good, then why not? Well, it's like he, I don't know. He really just wrote the same exact movie again. Like literally down to the point where he resurrected like all of the characters. Banger. Except Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle, we miss you. We'll be seeing her very soon in Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not watching Honor that. Among Thieves. Fast X. Can you imagine a Dungeon and Dragons is good? I'm definitely seeing it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, it was a good time at the movie, though. It was. It was a good Listen, time at the cinema. I'm never going to be mad at James Cameron just doing whatever the fuck he wants and just, like, building a world that he can just... First of all, building a world that doesn't exist just for, like, fun. Mm. And having it make that much money just because people are like, yeah, we'll let him do that. It is crazy. I, I was reading I was about not expecting it to make that much money. I was reading about how it's like the biggest movie of all time in like France and like a list of like twenty countries, and it's just crazy to think about because it still feels like no one has talked about it, and everyone has seen it, um, which is kind of nice. It's like every everyone saw this movie that they it seemed like most people liked. Um, it looked good. The high frame rate is. I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm not a big fan of high either. frame rate. It as looks a like very video gameish. It's like motion smoothing on a television, which our pals Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie have such problems with, and made that entire video explaining how to turn motion smoothing off. Um, someone needs to compile all their videos together. I didn't watch it, but I know that they're right. Exactly. Um, okay, so I feel like Tar is good for next place. Objections. Or do you want to put Top Gun? I don't know. Is this got really real. <laughs> I love Tar. Tar is great. Even if I'm a Lydia Tar stan. I don't care. This is crazy to admit on air. It's not crazy. You know what? I'm not alone. I feel like you are. I'm not. She has a strong community of supporters. Okay. Did you like the ending of this movie? Yeah, I thought okay. it was awesome. So did I. I was the only person laughing around me because I thought it was like so funny. Like that final shot is just great. It's incredible. Yeah. And it's like, why not at this point? But yeah, then honestly. I also I also love Top Gun. I do too, but I think that I like the story of Tar more than I like the story of Top Gun. And most of the appeal of Top Gun to me is just the way that it was shot. Yeah, and also and Tom like Cruise. the effects and Tom Cruise. That's actually a good point. You will never lose. Ooh, bars on the pod. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that rhymed. No, that's why I said that. It was unintentional. Tom Cruise will never lose. But didn't you just watch Vanilla Sky? You lost. <laughs> you lost bad. No, we should do like but a I Cameron won't lie, Crow. As bad as that movie was, the end kind of was like, damn. But then it was like I knew this was happening on a level of some. You haven't seen it. Have I've you? never seen it. Well, I want to watch the original one, which Penelope Cruz also stars in. There's a, like, it's a remake? Yeah. Of what? I think it's a Spanish movie. Fascinating. Okay, should we do a Vanilla Sky episode? No. <laughs> you don't want to watch it again? No. Honestly, I'm fine with, back to this list, I'm fine with putting Top Gun and then Taurus 3. Are we already at 3? Yeah. It's so- incredible. Yeah, Kate Blanchett. Incredible. Queen. We love you. Nomi Merlant, who's also in this movie. Bitch. Why? From Portrait? I was talking about her character in the movie. Oh. Nina Haas is in this movie. It's, honestly, Queen. it's a great ensemble. Isn't Mark Strong also in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need to rewatch Tar, honestly. She was a powerhouse, and they didn't want to see a strong woman like that. Slight spoiler for Scar, for Tar. <laughs> skip, um, skip the next 10 seconds if you must. The way she pushes Mark Strong's character off that stage. Beats the shit out of yeah, him. Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> I'd also seen this movie at like 8 a.m., 
So I was like a little dozy and then that happened and it just like really snaps you right back in. Um, Tar, good movie. Top Gun, good movie. Is there any way I can convince you to put the Fablemans at number one? Not fucking chance. Okay. Obviously, listeners know that the Fablemans is far and away my favorite movie of um, 2022. It's like a five-star movie for me. Did you give it five stars? Yeah. Like, the only thing that I think is, like, really, really, really blew me away is this movie. I honestly... Okay, what are your impressions about everything, everywhere, all at once? Like, one year removed now. I watched it on the plane home. Oh. Okay, what are your impressions about the movie? It was better the second time. It is better the second time. So it still works, like, completely for you? Yeah. Okay. I think with all, like, the muddled, like, multiverse pollution garbage that they're just, like, pumping into media these days. Marvel, you really fucked up. You made such an interesting concept just terrible. Well, it's also funny how Doctor Strange comes out three months after this movie. And in that movie, the multiverse, like, the highest extent is, like, streetlights are different. Right. Or it's, like, pizza is served on, like, street carts. Like, Benedict Cumberbatch has, like, a slightly worse beard. (laughs) Okay. I, I have not revisited this movie since last April. I feel like the problems that I have with it have, like, begun to come out the more I think about it. But I also feel like it's a reflection of this movie has basically been the front runner for an Oscar, which is something, like, I don't think either of us would have predicted. Never. A year ago at this time. Um, or I guess 11 months ago when this movie first came out. And it's just, like, it's the power of the dog effect where I'm so sick of hearing people talk about it. Well, the power of the dog was actually not that great. Okay. It's differing opinions. Um Listen, but you know how it is. It's like this every year. It's a high bar year. for gay cowboys. That did not meet the expectation. Are you excited for the Pedro Almodovar, Pedro Pascal, Ethan Hawke? No. Brofac I'm Mountain. ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about The Last of Us for like 10 seconds? Watch The Last of Us. <laughs> I don't, it's the thing I've seen you the most passionate about. I guess since Everything Everywhere. I've been underwhelmed by TV recently. What else have you watched? That's actually so not true. I loved House of Dragon. <laughs> Did you watch the Lord of the Rings one? No. Did anyone watch the show? I didn't hear a single thing about it. The $1 billion show. They should have given me $1 billion. To do what? To anything. Would have been better than that shit. I can guarantee you more people would have been talking about it. That's, that's probably true. Um, all right, fine. Reluctantly, I will put Fableman second because I know I won't be able to convince you. Um, I like everything everywhere. I think some of the ideas are interesting. And I, again, I don't know if this is just like hearing too much about it has like, put me off a what are bit. your ideas? Just the idea of like, ra- like taking all these ideas from other movies, like Ratatouille and all these things. I just like, the more I think about it, it's like, it's a movie built based off of like references to other movies, which I think always carries like a problem with it. Yeah, thank God they didn't do that in the Fablemans. That is true. Although there is like a Searcher's reference and John Ford. But it's like a banger. It's okay. Yeah, I was being 1,000% sarcastic. You think there's so many references that are that direct in the Fablemans? I mean, I just think there's a reference. I feel like that's not really a like a valid reason to not like the movie. I like this movie, though. That's just the one problem I have with it is that I don't know. Again, the directors come up on my feed, on my Twitter feed all the time. And, like, there's just, I need to get away from Twitter. And, like, everyone on Twitter needs to stop talking about this movie. Um, well, you surround yourself with, like, I don't of, surround myself. This wor- is Elon's fault. You involuntarily surround yourself with probably one of the worst subsets of Twitter, i.e., film Twitter. And they're just going to have bullshit to say all the time. They're clouding your judgment, I fear. Mm. I still can't believe you think Fableman directly references his movies that much. I don't really remember anything that happened in the Fableman, to be honest. It sounds like it a rewatch is happening. I have the Blu-ray. Jesus. <laughs> I thought it was too long. What? You heard me. I thought it was too long. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it 
was cool. I don't know. I like Steven Spielberg, but sometimes it's just like underwhelming. I understand that it was a personal movie to him, but he should probably talk to a therapist. No, but it's all about how <laughs> movies manipulate us. Kayvon. I was feeling unmanipulated, so he should rethink that. <laughs> did you watch West Side Story? You did, right? I did. That manipulated me to want to be a worse person. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Have this you, deserves no, no, to be no, second. No, no, no. It deserves to be one. Ansel Elgort will never forgive you. He's not in this movie. Well, he's in West Side Story, and he's the main character. Yeah. You know, it's crazy the collective realization that he wasn't a good actor like began to happen five years ago. He's got a weird mouth. Well, he's also like an abuser, which isn't good either. No, I know, but I thought that was... I was pointing out flaws that maybe you didn't see. Well, I don't think that I don't think the weird mouth has anything to do with acting skills. I do. His enunciation is weird sometimes. <laughs> All right, here's our list. I don't um, want to see him in a cardigan. I don't care. When is he in a cardigan? I don't know. In the Goldfinch, like when he's like emo. When's the Westside like 1950s? Some white boy. He's definitely wearing a cardigan at some point. I mean, okay. I, I really also, hated West Side Story. Now that I think about it. No, I don't mind West Side movie. Story. I think, like, direction-wise, it's great. Like, it's, yeah. it looks great. I, it's my problem with the West Side Story, and it's my problem with the original is I don't like the story that much. Um, yeah, that's valid. Yeah, so I was like, this this probably isn't going to work still, because I feel like there's not that many ways you could change it. Talk about an annoying leads. <laughs> it would be really funny if you were, like, a huge Rachel Zegler fan. Why would that be funny? Because it would just be so out of character. Can you imagine? No. Kayvon loved Ariana DeBose's <laughs> BAFTA's performance. He thought it was the greatest thing to happen to music, rapping. And you know, I saw on Twitter before I saw that, the one that Aubrey Plaza did. The Laura Dern one? I feel like it was from the same night, but it was a different musical number. Interesting. But she was roasting people instead of hyping <laughs> them up. And you know what? That just works better. But also, girl, You should open the Oscars. You need to work on some breath control or don't rap. Ariana DeBose? Yeah. That's, that was my thing in watching the video. Or if you do, don't take it so seriously. No, it seemed like she was, like, really struggling for breath. Right. But it's, like, honestly, I think it's funny in Count of Camp. Like, just the way everything unfolds itself is so odd. Yeah, I mean, why was that necessary? <laughs> I, did. I, I don't think she should have deactivated her Twitter. I think she should, like, just lean into it as being, like, funny. Yeah, true. I mean... Angela Bassett did the thing, and we're all like, okay. She did. She did do a thing. Yeah. She acted in a movie. She's probably about to win an Oscar, um, which is a teaser for next week's episode. So, Kayvon. so much better than this episode. Why are you <laughs> hating on air? Well, I'm just thinking of all the potential it has. You better come through with, like, predictions. I will be exhausted. Okay, I'm gonna come through with predictions. That's literally the basis. You better of the do episode. your homework. I'm not doing and like homework. be really passionate about it's predicting. It's all right off the dome. You think you're gonna accurately guess everything? Yeah. Okay. We should make bets on this. On the air. I don't condone gambling. Okay. So here's our nine movies. At number nine, the one and only Elvis. At number eight, Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> Number seven, Kayvon's favorite movie, Women Talking. Number six. How did that get above Triangle of Sadness? We agreed on this, and we can't go back. It's also a better movie than Triangle of Sadness. Number six, Banshees of Inishirin, um, including Great Donkey. Great Donkey representation in cinema last year. RIP, Jenny, we love you. Yeah, you haven't seen EO yet, which you need to watch. Um, a banger that is now on the Criterion channel. So everyone can see why I am in love with that movie. Uh, number five, Avatar The Way of Water, including Kayvon's beloved Sigourney Weaver as a teenager, um, which is such a fascinating sentence. Number four, Top Gun Maverick. talk about Kate Winslet. I forgot she's in that. It's kind of nice that he's bringing back all of his homies, though. I guess. Maybe just leave them. Yeah. 
Um, number four, Top Gun Maverick with Tommy C. And I'm sorry, it's so funny. McHugh, Kate Winslet trained to hold her breath for that long. Just and to what do scene? Nothing in the like movie. what scene would require someone to hold their breath for seven minutes? I don't know. Maybe she was talking to a whale in real life. <laughs> She's searching for the tulkoon. Um, number three, Tar, which my computer just auto corrects to all caps and the accent now. And you know what? It's right. Ex- exactly. I know Lydia would be like really raging if she I spelled her name wrong. Lydia, we love you. Come Stop. This is not, not agreed. Number two, with much disdain, the Fablemans. I just love Kate, honestly. Blanchett? She'll just play like the most atrocious character of all time. And, and like, like play you know it what? incredibly. You know what? Maybe she's right. Yeah. Oh, That's a blue jazz What reference. an actress. Oh, your favorite movie. I hate that movie. Woody Allen, you're going to rot in hell. Kate, yeah. we love you. Real. And number one, Everything Everywhere All at Once, which, again, is a front runner right now. How are you feeling about this list? Do you feel better about the nominees? Not really. Honestly. I feel worse, I think. Really? Yeah. I'm feeling definitely better, given that, like, one to six we like, which is powerful. And, like, one to four we really like. Yeah. Nothing's gonna convince. I you. think I'm sick of hearing about all of these movies. That's how it is every year, though. Like last year was the same thing, and that's kind know. of why Coda won. You guys can't see this, but he's like, it looks like he's really pensive right now. I had zero thoughts in my mind. I was just thinking about how I was never gonna watch Coda. <laughs> all right, um, Kayvon, thank you for joining. Do you want to drop your tags? Kayvon. Is it Kayvon? Your username is Kayvon? Oh, no, it's not. It's at Phantom Threads. Two S's. Two S's. Shout out Paul Thomas Anderson. Yep. We love you. So real. Uh, Paul you, Dana, we love you. True. Who was snubbed for his role in The Fablemans. Um, anyway, you can find me at Kava Jelinas. I agree with you on that. That he was snubbed? Yeah. Yeah, he's great in it. He was the best part of that movie, in my opinion. Wow. Crazy allegations. I'm a Daniac. <laughs> is that what his, his fans are called? I don't know if he has a fan base like that. <laughs> it should be called that. You heard it here first. I feel like I'm also a Daniac. Maybe not to the extent you are. Did you like him in the Batman? I loved him in the Batman. Yeah. I'm thinking Daniacs. People might get confused about Dane Dehan. I don't know why I was thinking Danimals like Danon. I don't think anybody's going to get confused is anyone getting confused about Dane DeHaan? Like, where has he even been? Recovering from the amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> did to his career. And Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which stars Super Bowl performer, currently pregnant, Rihanna. And also Cara Delevingne. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talk about someone who hasn't left 2013. <laughs> anyway... You can find me at Kavajalinas on Twitter and Instagram, Kavajalinas.com for film reviews, constantly updating. And um, thank you, Kayvon, for joining. And we will see you guys in... Thank you guys for listening. And we will see you guys in two weeks to talk about Oscar predictions for this year's Academy Awards. Peace out. Peace.